been with us for a full year. And now, after 30 episodes, Joel and Austin have finally discovered their true enemy. Watch tonight for the stunning conclusion of Ad Hominem, the podcast of illogical debate. Listeners, are you, as the kids say, woke? Have you ever experienced anything, air quotes, meta, end air quotes? Well, you're about to experience the most meta thing we have done on this podcast. Tonight, Joel and I will be debating about logical fallacies while using logical fallacies to back our claims. Anything else you want to add, Joel? (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I think I got it. (laughs) That's it. That's what we're doing today, guys. If if that's like this is it. This is what everything's been leading up to. <laughs> this is the ultimate episode. That's that's us. We're there. Oh, this has been a ride, hasn't it? Oh man, it's been a good one. Wow, yeah. a whole year. I I couldn't even imagine. If you would have told me we started this podcast last week, I would have said, "Yeah, dude, probably." Well, Austin, little do you know. That every single episode of this podcast was recorded in one week. Oh, fuck. You're right. Yeah, that's weird. That's like 30 hours just gone. The other thing about it is that all of our guests, they just drove in one after another. Yeah, it was a a pretty intense recording sesh. I had to take like a whole week worth of vacation to get all this stuff done, dude. Yeah. you, You know, you think about that. I I don't want like the government to be on to us or anything like we're not. We're not time travelers. I'm just very experienced in pop culture, so I, I know what's going to be popular when. Um, that's that's how we that's how we did all the the meme episodes. Yeah, we managed to be like 100% topical 100% of the time. I mean, sometimes we were off by like a week or something, but even so, even so, it was it was, st- it was still basically there. And and see, we're recording this, you know, uh, in 2017 still, so. I mean, we we know what's what it's come to. Yep. We know you're going to be listening to this sometime in August of next year. That's how we do it here. That is. And I guess since this will be the closest uh, to the next, like, election season as we can get, make sure you're registered to vote before November because participating in your democracy is important and all that. So it's, uh, it's pretty important, people. Man, I'm tired. We've been recording for 30 hours straight. I know. This is ridiculous. Feel You know, it's going to be good to edit all these, though, because, I mean, we've basically said every word in the English language by now. Um, so we we could just, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe that's how we stay topical. We just edited everything together like that. I'm, I'm sure. You know what? No, that's not. That's not no. how any of this works. That's going to be um, way too much work. Yeah, so we, we, you know, it's fine. It, Joel, Joel's just a whiz, and we've we've uh, compiled everything in in one week. See, we could have we could have released all these episodes on one day. Hey, hey, Austin, no, Austin, realize Austin, what? Uh, since I'm gonna be the one editing this, we're not releasing it all in one week. Well, all right, you know what? Fine, that's fair. Are we uh? Are we gonna jump into some debates then? Yeah, I mean, why not? We've got all we got to do is pull up 
some logical fallacies and stuff. Pretty easy peasy. Alright, I think we should explain, though, how this is going to work, just to avoid any confusion. Yeah, probably. From us or or the listeners. So, how we normally do our topics is that they're picked, picked randomly. But that's also how we do our fallacies. So, what's probably going to happen this time is we're each going to, like, grab a fallacy and then tell each other that fallacy and then grab another fallacy. Alright, well, rules explained... Game starting yee-haw. So the fallacy I got to argue for is middle ground. Uh, insists that the truth must exist somewhere between two or more opposing solutions. So I get to argue for why that is a good fallacy. And I have to argue that begging the question is a better fallacy. And that's making a claim that relies on information that hasn't been proven... In order to be true. So I think I'm going first this debate. Are you ready for my my uh, wisdom? Middle ground. It is the ground in the middle. It's where you don't really stand on either side of, uh, of the fence. You're kind of on it, you know? You're like, hmm, this side's pretty good. But so is this side. So uh, it's like a... I guess this isn't the most... Uh, this probably might, might not be the the coolest thing to say, but like, I have a I have a few friends who whom are bisexual, so they're kind of in the middle ground, you know. It's like, hmm, girls are pretty nice, but also guys, and I I I think that's a that's a pretty good explanation. Like, it can be used in real life a lot. You think, hmm, frosted flakes or corn flakes. They're basically the same thing. One's just got less sugar, probably. I don't know. I don't know what the ingredients are, but they're... I mean, they're two different things. They're both breakfast cereals. All right, well, that was about the dumbest tangent I've ever heard anyone go on, especially since we established last week that those aren't cereals, they're soups. No. The best fallacy out there, better than anything else we're going to debate today, is begging the question. And that's making a claim that relies on information that has yet to be proven in order to be true. What you're going to do with this, you're going to say, like, the Seahawks are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Well, how do you know that? Because, I, no, actually, I don't know, know where I'm going with that. I don't actually know anything about, about football. Uh, I'll think of a better thing next time. Just know that his stuff was nonsense. And if all he can say is nonsense, you can't trust a word of it. Well, Joel, I, I don't know where you were going with any of that either. You know, uh, maybe you just need some time to think. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. It's middle ground, man. I mean, stuff I say might be dumb, but it could also be useful. Middle ground. See, there's a lot of good examples of it in, in real life. I mean, it may be a logical fallacy, but there are plenty of stances where you can just be like, I am in between. Maybe somebody will make me lean this way. Maybe somebody will make me lean this way. It's fine. It's, uh, you know, it's it's good. There's a lot of things in life that middle ground can cover. And, I mean, it's, it's just a place where people stand. It's a good fallacy because it can get you out of a lot of things. It's like, do you like this extreme thing or this extreme thing? It's like, well, I think both of them have good parts to them. I would just like to take those and put them in the middle. 
So that's why it's a good fallacy. See, it sounds to me like you are just really indecisive. You are the kind of person who will just ride the fence and keep being like, oh yeah, maybe I'll, I'll learn more about that one day or I'll learn more about that one. No, stop that bullshit. Do your research, be informed, pick a side. You don't want to be one of those guys who's just like, oh yeah, you got to feed all that information to me for me to understand. No one likes that guy. No one likes you. And if, for you in the audience, just so we're clear, the side you should pick here is most definitely begging the question. Because there's all kinds of situations where you can be like, oh, how can you know that? Oh, it's because I know this thing here. How do you know that's true? I don't. I just think it is. And I think you should think it is too. Joel, I don't know why you are attacking me so headstrong about this. I mean, relying on information that hasn't been proven? I mean, with middle ground, at least you get two things that have been proven, and you're like, but what if middle? And I think that's good. I mean, you're not relying on no knowledge. You're relying on two different bits of knowledge to get there. And I, I use that a lot. You know, I, you say everybody hates that guy that's in the middle. But for me, I am middle ground until somebody can convince me otherwise. If there is a piece of information that I'm like, huh, you know what? Actually, I think this side has a good point going over there. You know, it's like like fruity pebbles or cocoa pebbles. You know, I like fruit a lot. Chocolate, meh, going to go for fruity pebbles. You know, they're both pebbles. See, you're dressing it up all pretty and stuff, but what it really means is that you're just indecisive. I may know that I am just using a lack of facts, but you, you're like, I hear two things that conflict. I'm not actually going to do my own work and research which one of these guys is going to be right. I'm going to make them explain to me why they're right, because I'm lazy, and I like riding the fence and not having to worry about what side of the argument I'm on. But again, for you in the audience, you need to be on the begging the question side. Well, I think we all know what fallacy Joel had. <laughs> Jesus, man, lay it on thick. Um, but since I went first, I'll tell you mine. Uh, mine was anecdote. Use personal experiences or isolated examples as evidence instead of supplying research to support your claim. I, I, it's true. I do stand middle ground on a few things, but I quickly make a decision once I get all the facts. And I do like Fruity Pebbles more than Cocoa Pebbles. I'm not I'm not sorry. Don't at me. I don't eat soup enough to know if there, one's actually better than the other. God damn it. I had ad hominem. <laughs> Attack your opponent's character or traits to try and undermine their argument. You sure did. No one saw that one coming. No one. Total plot twist. You know, you, you know, listeners, you think, you think after listening to 30 hours of us, you know, spieling on... That maybe, just maybe, you would have an idea what ad hominem is, but you don't. We literally named the show after it, people. What's up here? How did no one see that coming? Jeez. Let's see. I'm going to be talking about the burden of proof fallacy. Basically, that means it's not my job to find proof to support my claim, but my, your job, Austin, to find proof against it. Okay. Well, I have the argument from silence fallacy. Declare that your claim is right based on a lack of evidence against it rather than based on the evidence in its favor. So, okay. they're pretty similar. <laughs> so, let me explain to you. I, I'm going to explain to you the subtle difference between the burden of proof fallacy 
and the argument from silence fallacy, and then explain to you why one is better than the other in most debate situations. But first, I've got a story for you. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was... Uh, I, I don't... No, this is actually unrelated. I'll find a better anecdote for my point next time. And in conclusion, the burden of proof fallacy is, in fact, very different from argument from silence, and therefore superior in every way. And he can't prove me wrong. The argument from silence is the best, the best argument. It's the best fallacy to use. Because if they don't have evidence against it, how are they going to prove it? Huh? If if they can't, they can't show some stuff that's like, mm, you're wrong, then is there is there a way to prove me wrong? If there isn't a way to prove me wrong, let, let's be real. How are they going to do it? They can't. Argument from silence, you know, I'm over here like, I know it's true. Ain't nobody telling me it's not. W- would you tell me that I'm wrong if if you didn't have anything to say? If If you didn't have anything to back up what you're saying? Of course not. You wouldn't say anything, because then I could be like, mm, got this one thing. There you go. And you're like, damn, you didn't even think about it. You are wrong, because I can try and prove you wrong with no evidence, and I will prove you wrong with no evidence. Clearly, you are not listening to me about the difference between the burden of proof and the argument from silence. The burden of proof, basically, I'm saying, you are unable to prove this. And argument from silence is saying that there is no evidence. And the difference comes in that story I was telling you about. You were listening to my story, right? That is very important to, to un- unraveling the difference here. And also understanding why the burden of proof is better. And if you're unable to unravel that, then I'm sorry about how intellectually inferior you are. But I'm going to have to stick to my guns here and insist that because of the difference between these two, that you're just wrong. Uh, Joel, I don't know why you gotta be so mean about it. I mean, it's two fallacies. They're kind of the same. I mean, who's who's to say that they're not the same fallacy? It's 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 like right there. So let's see. We got you know lack lack of evidence. So say I say I have a plethora, a plethora of evidence, and saying that like I don't know that like potato chips are really good for your health, and everybody's like. Well, no, because they got this and this and this. And it's like, where's your scientific research? Hmm? Are you just going to whip a document right out of your bum, Joel? Are you? So, I mean, it's it's obviously more superior because you can lord it over all your all of your enemies. See, Austin, what you just described there was actually the burden of proof fallacy. Argument from silence would be saying up front, oh, there's no evidence proving me wrong. Burden of proof is saying, hey, you got the evidence right here with you? Didn't think so. Guess what? You're wrong. Again, were you not listening to my little story at the beginning? Never mind. I'm done trying to explain this stuff to you. Listen, Joel, I was listening to your story. Okay? I know I know. I can tell the difference, alright? I mean, let's see. Lack of evidence against it rather than based on evidence in its favor. Okay? Okay? Lack of evidence, alright? So if I'm saying I have a plethora of evidence and you don't have any, that's argument from silence. I'm not saying you have to go out and find some. I'm saying you don't have any any proof. That's what I'm saying. 
And that's argument from silence. I don't know where you're trying to get off. See, this is what I'm saying. They're basically the same fucking thing. It's super confusing. I don't know why you're out here yelling at me for this. Okay? You're the one that made this game. Why Why didn't you think of better ones? Why didn't you... Why did you... Well, was there not that many fallacies out there? Could you not Could you not think of new fallacies to do it? I can't believe this. This is a rigged game. Hey, I'm just gonna throw it out there, Austin. Your closing was like the most burden of proof argument I have ever heard. Yeah, I know. It was bad. It sucks too, because my the fallacy that I actually have to like argue for these things is just not good. <laughs> All right. Well, I had the red herring fallacy present yep. irrelevant or unrelated information or arguments in an attempt to distract your opponent from the main point. So that story I didn't tell was the basis for my entire argument. Yes, it sure was. <laughs> so my fallacy was fallacy of many questions. Ask a question that assumes information that is either false or unconfirmed is true. So I was just asking questions the whole time because I, I had no fucking clue what was going on. I don't know. That... I, I don't know if that counts as a legit use or not. I don't I don't know. I, I mean I was I was asking questions pertinent to that wasn't true. I mean, I, I don't know. Okay. It was, it, this is weird. Well, this is weird argument. I know, but it's great. It's great. It's but also also you can't argue with the fact this is basically the same fallacy. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm sitting here, you're over here like, you're using the wrong one. I'm like, I'm fucking explaining the thing I'm reading directly from the car. But no, there actually is like a small difference between them. Oh yeah, there's definitely a small difference, but in the large thing, it's it looks basically the same on paper. Well, Joel, this is it. The song by Michael Jackson? No, no, not the song by Michael Jackson. Damn it. Pay attention. This is, we're, we're, we're in it. Listener, friends, families... Foes, everything you've heard up until this point has led to this. You know, I, I think I think we're all ready. I think uh, think we've learned a lot on this journey we have taken together. I do too. We're at the top of the mountain, and now, Joel, if you would do the honors, we're down to it. Okay, yeah, there it is. Boom. So, yeah, we're at the top of this mountain. Uh, you got your snowboard? Uh, heck yeah, dude. I always got my snowboard on me, bro. All right, let's Jake Cool Ice this thing all the way down. All the way down to it. Well, Austin, in honor of our final debate, would you like to read off your fallacy? <clears throat> I sure would, Joel. So the one, the fallacy I'm debating for is anecdote. Use personal experiences or isolated examples as evidence instead of supplying research to support your claim. And I have fallacy fallacy. Declare your opponent's argument invalid because it contains a logical fallacy. All right. Well, I think I'm going first this time. So are you ready? Without further ado. Anecdote is a really good fallacy. See, because you can, you can put your own personal information in there, and it kind of gives people insight into how you think. Um, so that way they'll kind of know where you're coming from, you know? Like, I, I mean, I don't see how it's a logical fallacy. It's fine. I mean, you... Tell somebody, like, oh, you know, like, this happened to me, which is why I think, you know, bears are bad. And they're like, well, actually, bears are pretty good for the environment, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, you know, like, my, my brother got attacked by a bear, and I watched him mauled in front of my face. And then you just go down this hole, like, now this guy knows that, like, your brother's just, you know, had to have facial reconstruction surgery. And it's just, uh, 
it's a lot out there. And then eventually over time, they'll probably come to say like, you know what? I feel bad about your brother. Maybe you're right. Maybe, uh, maybe bears are bad. You know what's popular these days, kids? That's right. Calling people out on their stuff. You know what allows you to do that really good? It's the fallacy fallacy. Because you know what the fallacy fallacy is? It is literally just calling people out on their crap. Left and right. If that's your life, then you need the fallacy fallacy in your life. Get it out there. Use it anytime anyone is high on some crap and you need to bring them down a peg. Fallacy fallacy right there. You're like, hey, uh... Yeah, you know, that literally makes no sense, dude. And I can tell you exactly why it makes no sense. He's like, and that guy's gonna be like, oh, crap, I'm owned. What do I do now? There's nothing he can do. And that is the natural order of things. And that is why the fallacy fallacy is better. You know, not everybody likes being called out on their bullshit. I mean, have you heard? I mean, you and I profusely use the phrase, don't at me. I mean, I definitely use it more than you do, but like, let's be real. We both say it a lot. So you know nobody on this podcast likes to be called out on some bullshit that they said. And see, the thing is, like, you know, it's called fallacy fallacy. Like, sure, you're going to be calling out people on their fallacies. But then, you know, next time it happens, somebody's going to be like, all right, Joel, we're on the debate team now. And now you got to call people out on their bullshit because you did it that one time. And then now everybody's like expecting you to be like, Oh, you you use the anecdote fallacy, or you you use the ad hominem. Like, why you gotta be so mean? And it's like, it's like you don't want that onus on you. I mean, you you don't want to be the guy that just gets, you know, you get railed on. You just want to be the guy that's like, I'm in, I'm having a casual conversation with my friend. Austin, no one cares about whether or not you like being called out. It's all about whether or not you like calling people out. And the answer to that is yes. That is like my favorite thing in the world. And I think it's just a natural reaction to enjoy that feeling of superiority it gives you. And I think everyone should be able to feel that at some point. Yeah, that means at some point everyone's going to feel knocked down a peg because, hey, I just got called out of my crap. Now what am I going to do? Nothing. That's right. I just got to reform my action so that I can call someone else out on their crap. And that is the natural cycle of life. You see, Joel, I mean, maybe maybe you don't like calling people out on their crap, you know? Maybe it could, you know, lead to some bad things. Like, hey, man, why'd you go, you know, you get confronted after school. Like, Joel, I, d- I didn't appreciate you calling me out on that thing, you know? Like, uh, I was trying to make a, make a good impression on the teacher, you know? It's the first day of class, and now I look like an idiot. And then you're, then they're upset, and now now you feel bad. Or you feel good because you're a monster. You see, I, I don't like that. But I'm, I'm not going to get into an anecdote. Uh, but, but you should during your arguments because it's, it, it, can, it can be useful. Maybe, maybe you'll say something that triggers something in somebody else's brain. They're like, huh, okay. First off, that situation you described, I called that guy out. First off, if he didn't want to look like an idiot in front of the teacher... He shouldn't have said a stupid thing. That's on him, not on me for calling him out on it. Second, I just described the natural life cycle, and him confronting me later is him calling me out. So you know what? Natural order. Right there, already occurring. You are just proving my point. And third, 
I don't think I addressed this last time, but most of the time you're like, hey, people, don't at me. I'm like, no, the people you are asking to not at us are the exact kind of people I want to at me. So no, people like, who was it, Terry Crews? Terry Crews can at me all he wants. Hey, Joel, I specifically told Terry Crews to at me, so. Yeah, I <laughs> I know, that was like a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> also, you... <laughs> I, I halfway through that your closing statement, I was just imagining you calling out some kid for using an anecdote during class. It's like some kid up there, like, like, um, yeah, my, uh, uh, my, my dad smokes a lot of cigarettes. It's just, I just don't think it's healthy for him. And you're like, bullshit. Ah, teacher, he's using an anecdote. He's trying to get an emotional appeal from the audience. That's not pertinent <laughs> to anything. Don't even, don't listen to him. Hey, kids up there like, I'm just having a real rough time lately. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that's not, that's not okay. <laughs> Joel sitting in the back of the class, fucking, fucking leather... Black leather coat popped up collar. How dare you use a fucking anecdote in my classroom, kid? <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't gonna fly here. What what were you using to defend your fallacy, by the way? <laughs> okay, so the thing I was using to defend anecdote was a slippery slope. Claim that one action or choice will lead to a <laughs> chain of events that leads to a specific outcome. Which, God, I wish I would have... <laughs> thought of that little kid thing sooner that been so good <laughs> it can we go back and redo that one no unfortunately Damn. i don't have time for that i'm looking at the clock right now and i'm not gonna last that much longer yeah it's it's getting pretty late so what was your fallacy <laughs> what did you use to defend the fallacy fallacy i had appeal to nature oh god <laughs> Declare that because something is natural, it is inherently good, truthful, or correct. The cycle of call-out culture yeah. is the natural order of life. It sure is, bud. And <laughs> I'm also I'm crying thinking about, thinking about the kids. I'm like dying of laughter over here. Well, folks, thanks for following us on this journey. It's been one. We've been glad for those of you who have stuck around with it. And this is this is it. You, the Michael Jackson. No, I'm kidding. I made that joke already. Wow, the last episode of Ad Hominem. This is so sad. Alexa, play Despacito. No, play Sound of Silence. I don't have an Alexa. I don't either. I don't. I. I don't. I don't know what to say. Just thanks. Yeah, this has been. I mean, that's. This has been a journey that you've been with us on, and now it's over. And I don't know what else to say except for thanks for your support. And always remember, we're still going to need it if we're ever going to actually make this thing into a legitimate card game. So continue stopping by IllogicalDebate.com whenever you get the chance. Don't unfollow us on Twitter. I don't know why you would. But keep following Incitement Games for updates. If you're in the group of Illogical Debate, that is going to be like... Uh, game news central from this point on so that it just keep up on that keep up on keep up on us we're not 
actually going anywhere with this project. It's still going to be happening. It's just no longer going to involve the podcast. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna continue this journey in a different medium. It's like a, it's like a uh, the home version. Yeah, it's like a. We're canceling the show to give you the home version. Definitely. <laughs> I I remember what I was gonna say. It's like one of those one of those games or TV shows that has like books that you can read as like an extended universe kind of thing. It's kind of like that. This is just. This is just the podcast before the game. So this is like our extended universe. This, this whole podcast is our backstory. Yep. And then you're going to get the game, and there's going to be absolutely no plot to it, and you're going to wonder what the whole point of this was. But, and the answer is, there was no point. We just thought it would be fun. Yeah. I mean, it was it was fun. I know. So I had a really good time recording these episodes. I uh, I really liked all of our guests that we had on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know what else to say other than thank you. And I, I really hope you buy the game when it comes out. Just saying, just, uh, just keep yeah. up on that. See, that's the thing. And if you have been listening and you're like, you know, I really want to try this, go over to the group and check the pinned posts because one of those pinned posts actually has a principal version that we've been doing our demonstrations with then again i haven't done many demonstrations this summer because this podcast has literally been my life i guess normal things follow us on twitter we'll keep you updated there follow the follow incitement games on twitter Mm -hmm. that's where you'll get more updates for the the game and then i mean i don't think there is anything else for us i think we've got to leave everyone off on a solemn remember debates aren't about proving your point They're about asserting dominance over your opponents.